Hi there, this is Lorenzo, and I'm about to play a preview of this week's podcast. I just now released it in full on my Salon 3.0 feed on Patreon. However, three months from now, this entire podcast will also be available here on the original RSS feed for the Salon. The reason for this change in scheduling is simple. Now that I'm in my late 70s, I've found that in order to pay the rent and buy food, well, I'm going to need a little more money than my Social Security check provides each month. For almost 14 years now, I've resisted the offers that I've had from commercial sponsors, and I've kept these podcasts advertising free. And this is my attempt to continue podcasting commercial-free. In May of 2017, I launched a Patreon site where my supporters send me a dollar or more each month. And after a year and a half, there are now 150 people who are supporting me on Patreon. And for them, and hopefully the others who will join them, my way of saying thank you is to give them a three-month head start on listening to these podcasts, which are now in their 14th year, as I just said. So in just a moment, I'll play the introduction of today's program, and I'll follow that with a few sound bites from the talk itself. After that, I'll be back with the details about how you can also become a $1 a month supporter and not only receive these podcasts early, but you'll also be able to join us every Monday evening for a live edition of the Salon. And it's actually a true Salon. I host it on Zoom.us, which you can access directly through your browser, and you can join in the discussion or just lurk if you prefer. I hope you'll join us there. Now, here is the introduction to this week's podcast, and I'll follow that with a few brief sound bites from the program itself. Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon. And I want to welcome all of our new saloners to this Salon 3.0 first-run podcast being streamed on Patreon. As you know, in three months, this entire program will also be streamed on my original Salon feeds, and I'll put a little sample of this podcast up there this week as well. That way, should the rest of our fellow saloners not want to wait until February of 2019 to listen to this entire Terrence McKenna talk, well, it'll only cost them a dollar a month. And that also includes admission each and every Monday evening to the live version of this salon. That's right, every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, the Psychedelic Salon goes live. And uh, each Monday around noon, I send a personal email to all of my supporters on Patreon, and that's where they'll find the link for that night's live salon. Although our numbers are still small, well, we've still had uh, fellow saloners from Russia, Uruguay, Slovenia, New Zealand, England, Australia, several other countries, and, well, from all over the states join us. And you're free to just call in by phone and lurk if you like. You know, it's just a nice friendly chat around our little electronic fire, and I hope that you make it once in a while. In fact, tomorrow, November 19th, our guests in the live salon will be Michael McCoy and Jeff McGee, two filmmakers who have just completed a three-year odyssey following Peter Gorman around the jungle and in other adventures, and, well, they documented it with over 400 hours of video. <laughs> and the film's a little shorter than that, though. Uh, they've actually neatly edited it down to about an hour and a half. 
So, if you are interested in jungle adventures, well, I hope you'll tune in tomorrow night. Now, when the cassette tape recording of Terrence's lecture ran out last week, well, it left us with a little cliffhanger. So, you can imagine my trepidation when I digitized the next tape in the series, uh, and I hope to see if there was continuity. Well, what I'm going to do right now is to play that end of the recording from last week, and then I'll follow it with today's tape. And suddenly, sites where no walls were built for 2,000 years, walls begin to rise all over the world. And uh, it's clear that uh, there are now haves and have-nots. And now, imagine my pleasure when the following came up on the next tape of the June 1989 Terrence McKenna Workshop at the Esalen Institute near Big Sur, California. And the pastoral civilizations that are devoted to the great goddess retreat behind high walls. There is something really insidious about synthetic drugs, about concentrating uh, what is a, a vegetable essence and very diffuse. Opium was no problem until morphine came along. So one of the ideas that I think we have to disabuse ourselves of is that science knows anything about these things. The human studies were never done. We may, you may have the notion that we are a minority that feels this is important and there is a majority that feels that it's unimportant. That isn't the case. We are a minority who feels this is important, and there is a majority that knows nothing about it whatsoever, has no data, and no uh, realization of what it is. That people such as ourselves, we are the cutting edge of neuropsychopharmacology, because uh, the content is the frontier, and these scientist types know very little about it. I mean, people who have their names written all over this stuff, when you actually pin them down, they say, well, I took psilocybin four times, and uh, I took X and Y a few times. This doesn't... It's not to take it and prove that you can survive it. It's to take it and embrace it and be part of it. So science must stand aside unless it's willing to get its feet wet. This still belongs to courageous individuals uh, who are willing to put their body-mind system on the line and then draw conclusions from it. So in trying to inspire you to do research, to think about ways in which whatever your specialty, if you're a medical researcher, a neurophysiologist, a therapist, a chemist, an anthropologist, a linguist, whatever you are, uh, don't be in awe of science. Science has nothing to say here. Science is a puppy dog lagging behind the train. This is an issue where the people are forcing uh, the focus. Uh, we'll go through more of this. This is the basic 
notion that I want to put across that a, a disturbed symbiosis in prehistory is what makes the hallucinogen so important in the present because now, knowing what we know, we can restore that symbiosis. We can take up where we left off at Eleusis, at Chatal Huyuk, and at Jericho. We can reclaim what has been lost since Eden. This doesn't fit into any of these models about the cheerful probing of the layers of the unconscious, racial or personal. This is a breakthrough into some kind of parallel continuum, somewhere, somehow, that is so beyond the paradigm of, of the cheerful men in white coats who run our world that it just absolutely, as I said, makes your hair stand on end. This is repeatable. This is not, I'm not leading a flying saucer cult where we wait in cornfields with high hopes. All you have to do is have the guts to, you know, push the button and the floor you're sitting on will disappear and you will fall through into this place. How do they keep the lid on this stuff? Flimsy laws, again, made by men who wear dresses. Wherever there's bad stuff being done, these guys wearing dresses are to be found highly active. Why is this? Why is this? The church and the judiciary are, you know, in this weird lock on the evolution of the human mind. It has to do with new ideas. New ideas are bad news if you're a control freak. They spell trouble, some kind of trouble. And it doesn't even matter what kind of new ideas. I mean, to the Roman Catholic Church, Protestants loomed like, uh, you know, a psychedelic revolution. The notion that people should seek in their own hearts for guidance from God. What kind of heresy is this? You know, this is what we have the church fathers for. This is what we have ecclesiastical councils, great universities. God's ways are obscure. The unaided human individual, uneducated, cannot be expected to know God's ways. We will explain it to you. Well, Protestantism then was, you know, the, the cutting edge of something happening. Now, a somewhat different situation prevails. Each thing, you know, becomes its own antithesis. Uh, each thing kills the thing it loves. So, uh, what needs to be central in thinking about this, I think, is how unassimilatable it is. How, how very, very different it is to be stoned on DMT than it is to be sitting here in a room full of people talking about it. That it's different, lots different. It's not, there's nothing else in our spectrum of potential experiences that can come close to it. Well, that should give you a little idea of what the rest of this talk was like. As you know, uh, in three months I'll be adding the full edition of this podcast here on this original Psychedelic Salon podcast feed. However, if you're willing and able to support me as I continue to press on with both podcasting and writing, well, I'd really appreciate it. With a donation of only $1 a month, 
You'll be able to listen to these podcasts in full as soon as they're posted, and you'll be able to join in a weekly online live version of the Salon. Hopefully, you'll see your way to adding your support to the ongoing work of the Psychedelic Salon. And for more information about how to do this, well, just go to psychedelicsalon.com and click the Patreon link at the top of the page. I hope to see you there.